All right, Patrick, it is, it, it, we've been teasing it throughout the playoffs, but it's now official. Andrew Wiggins is an NBA champion as of last night. Amazing. Boy, talk about a punch in the face for the Celtics that they're kind of going along, doing well. 21 in a row, the uh, Warriors score, and uh, ended with a big old run and dunk by Wiggy. Uh, you know, open court created by great shooting has you know, for all the other things, we can talk about stability and everything. There's room for him to operate now, and he's yeah. gotten more aggressive, obviously. But when you got three shooters you have to guard instead of none, it's uh, it's uh, it's helped his game, I would say, quite a bit. And uh, the, the, the fact that what has shocked me more than anything is the fact he's become a defensive ace. That's really strange. But somebody reminded me that when he came out of college, one reason they were, or he didn't come out, you know, when he came out of one year of college, they were talking about how, what a great defender he could become. He's mm-hmm. six foot eight, you know, that's a, for a, for a, that athletic of a guy that's, and he's gotten bigger and thicker, but uh, he's six foot eight. He should be able to guard people. And he finally decided to, what's interesting, isn't the Warriors like, statistically one of the top three defensive teams in the, in the league. I, I actually think, I think they were number one in defensive net rating in the regular season. And no one, everyone was, you know, Boston's defense. I'm pretty sure the Warriors were number one in, in defensive, uh, defensive net rating. Yeah. 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 And uh, the Celtics might've been too. I mean, the Celtics are mean and nasty and, uh, but uh, boy, they, uh, the last three, and they uh, that one that one. And, uh, I, I thought my feeling was they'd be playing Game Seven Sunday, but no, nope, it's uh, the Celtic. I mean, the Celtics let them just run through them on that twenty-one point run, and that did her. Celtics have only won once since '86. Is that true? Yeah, the KG, KG. Two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. They've only won once since then. Wow. Yeah. The NBA was kind of boring when the Celtics were winning 10 out of 11. It was a 10 straight titles, right? 10 straight titles. Oh, and the yes. six, well, and, and playoffs were what, Pat, at that time? Like two, two rounds out, into it, the finals well, then? Well, you know, when the Lakers won all their titles, they're here in Minneapolis, five or six. A few times it was in an eight-team league. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, in one year they made the Western Conference Finals after a 25 and 50 regular season because the top three made the playoffs out of the four. And then they upset somebody in the first round. And they were, I think they went, <laughs> Belgian Baylor's rookie year, I think they went like seven games in the Western Conference Finals against the St. Louis Hawks after being 25 and 50. So a lot of those, you know, the, the great mystique of the Lakers, <laughs> the league was. Anywhere from eight to ten teams, basically, during that whole run. And some of the Celtics, even with the Celtics, it was still, what, a 16-team league, 18-team league, something like that. Not not even I, – I don't even know it was 16 back then. So, anyway, it's a little different now, and it's yeah. – plus you got to win 16 games. So, but, yeah, well, Steph was uh, something, wasn't he? Man. It's amazing. Yeah, he is. I mean, some of those shots he was hitting in the second half, too. Oh, he made one. Jeff Van Gundy, I heard during that stretch, he says, he finally, I love Van Gundy. He's great. He says, you know how good a shot that, you know what a good made, what a good made shot that was. You yeah. know how good that was. You know, it's like <laughs> his, his mind gets blown and he's, he, he tells you 
he doesn't routinely tell you something is extraordinary. You know, he's not, he's not screaming and hollering. So when he tells you something is extraordinary, you can believe it. And, uh, that, you know, he's, we all thought he would come back to coaching sometime. And uh, it, the it, wolves it, at one point, it, it, uh, he just decided to stay there and make, you know, our old Judd, our old friend, Selena Roberts, uh, when she first went to the New York times, she covered him. She covered Van. I think she first covered the Nets, and then she had Van Gundy. She used to say, "You never saw a guy suffer like him." I mean, win, lose. The next day at practice, he was just horribly depressed every day because they either were coming off a loss or he was going to lose the next one. He was worried about that. You know, he was just. Uh, he was just. You know, had the eyes that looked like he hadn't slept for three days and stuff like that. So he's probably found a really good occupation for himself. Where do you what do you make of Steve Kerr? So this is Steve Kerr's ninth championship as a player and as a coach. But even he, after the game, he was asked about that, and he said, "Well, when you hang around superstars like Michael Jordan and Steph Curry and Tim Duncan, you're going to get nine rings." <laughs> I think he's a he's a pretty uh, sharp dude, isn't he? I, mean, I talked to Ryan Saunders uh, yesterday about wiggy some and you know ryan was he had ryan after he got fired and i think earlier this year he had ryan out there for a week watching you know watching him practice hanging out with him in practice you know just the 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 nba coaching i i don't i think it's unlike hockey and uh, football and everything they're like you get fired and everybody's your buddy he had tibbs out there you know the year Tibbs was sitting out, Tibbs was a consultant out there with her for a while. And, uh, and I think he's a pretty neat guy. And I love the fact that he dings up uh, people on the political front once in a while that, uh, and he doesn't care about it because he's in San Francisco and can get away with it. Right. So, well, pop too, though. Pop huh? dings him up. Pop yeah, does too. Pop and does. he does from, not give from a Texas, damn. by from the way, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Which really he goes around Texas. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Is Pop, uh, I, I thought for sure this was going to be the end, didn't you? But uh, Yeah, what's yeah. he waiting for at this point? Like, what's the, what is he, he wants to want to push the rock up the hill again? I mean, yeah, I don't think he can. You know, it, it ain't happening again. You're not going to get, you're not going to have David Robinson have a lousy year and then get Tim Duncan to play with him. That ain't happening again, buddy. That, that, uh, you're not going to be that lucky, so. But he, I don't know, maybe he's just possessed by it. He can't give it up, you know. You know yep. maybe, maybe that's it. But Exactly. Uh, uh, and anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, Boston was, I thought they'd be a tougher out than they were, that's for sure. Although they were leading it two to one, right? And so Warriors won the last three. So. Yes. So, Pat, where, where, where do you put this one on the, on the guys who got, away? Because I don't put this one, like Ortiz was just a massive screw up. If yes. if Wiggy stays here, and this is both an indictment of him and the team, it's not like I think greatness is to come. Like I think that he got that yeah. chance, and so so I don't see this as being on the same, you know, as like an Ortiz or one where you say, "What the hell?" If this guy, you know, stayed here, he could have achieved the same type of success. Yeah, no, no, heavens, no, it wouldn't. He wouldn't have accomplished this kind of. Uh, thing for sure but what you got in return makes you uh question it doesn't it i mean d 
Giving up the no. first round pick is my biggest question yeah, more so than no, the straight up swap. I don't even think that kid played last. He didn't play much, but he's nineteen, and they think he's going to be a player. They're going to add, they're going to add him next year, basically to the yeah. to a championship team. <laughs> they're going to so. they're going to let him start playing. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I was not on Russell from the beginning. I I saw him play enough. Uh, to just throw it up in the general direction and hope they went in uh, when he was with the Nets and anybody that's anybody that's number two overall pick and is on his fourth team. What uh, yeah. uh, three years later, there's uh, there's something wrong there. It is, uh, you know, what, what makes it, they got him there. They got him to play defense. He's doesn't, he's got open court to play in. Uh, somebody told me they thought that one of the best things that happened to him, was last year when all those guys were hurt, Clay was hurt, and those guys weren't playing. He actually had to become, you know, Steph missed a bunch of games. He had to become the man there, and he, he, he you know, he found out he could be a little better, you know, than, than he was. He could be better than he thought with effort. So, yeah, it's not a great loss, but it is fun teasing Timberwolves fans about it because they hated him so much, right? So he, he was the... He was the source of all evil. And by the way, everybody I talked to, the Butler meltdown, I think I said this the other day, the Butler meltdown was aimed more directly at Cat than it ever was at Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. we're finding that out for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, well, that, that could have been personal, too, that one with Cat, right? There is some there's some chatter that there is. it ran a little deeper than basketball. <laughs> yes, there was some chatter. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Just some chatter, some steam, some... <laughs> Some, some reckless speculation. Some whispers that it ran a little deeper you know than basketball. Uh, he averaged the most minutes of a warrior in this uh, playoff series. I think he was 41 minutes or something like that. And, and uh, mm-hmm. he, last night, he played more than anybody. He played 43-40 last night. The one thing about him, you got to say, even here, he always played, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, his, yeah. His, his games played are incredible. He's just like Cousins. Three. Yeah. He's missed about three in his career. I'm really curious. So he has one more year left on this max contract that the Warriors now occupy. He's in such a perfect spot, but there's no way they're going to bring him back at 30 plus million dollars a no. year. So no. is, is, and he's made enough. It's no. so I think if he's smart, nobody's going to bust the bank because they don't trust him to be the guy, you know? So but who knows? I mean, some people are. I, mean, what, I guess my question is, would he stay with the Warriors for eight to ten million dollars less than a needier team looking for a second star? You know, I don't think he's ever the number one star, but no. Uh, the only reason he might want to move is Steph's getting old. And, you know, I mean, they're Steph's 33 and Clay's had his problems and Draymond can't keep it up. He can't be a six foot six center in his league too much longer. So. I, I don't know. I don't know what his how how, how his agent is driven, but uh, uh, you know he certainly uh, he certainly should enjoy one more year with him. That's for sure. The I, NBA I, is I, kind of funny, Pat. I was looking around on Basketball Reference last night, just snooping around Steph Curry and just looking at the history and stuff. So Steph Curry was part of three losing Warriors teams, and then Mark Jackson came along. At, I think in the third of those, and then they. His first coach with the Warriors, Steph Curry, was Don Nelson back oh, in yeah. 2009. Donnie you know who was a huge Don Nelson Warriors fan before anybody else? 
the dark man. The dark man had always yeah. stayed up and watched the Warriors because he liked the way they ran up and down the floor and scored 130 points and gave up 140 points. But yeah. Nelson was, you know, like that fast basketball. So uh, the dark man had always, hey, you want to come over and watch the Warriors tonight? No, no, I don't. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Don Nelson, because Don Nelson never won a championship. Mike, Dan- Mike D'Antoni and Don Nelson are sort of the – and Nelson before D'Antoni, the godfathers of the spread them out, fast yeah. pace, shoot a bunch of threes, but they never mm. paid it off with a championship. Well, the Bucks, he, you know, he had some really good Bucks team that you knew, you just knew weren't quite good enough to win it. But you know, Marcus Johnson and that that collection there. Uh, but you know, he was. Uh, I don't know. He he was always looked like a guy who was burdened by life. Don't you think, yeah. Don? He just didn't ever look like he was happy. You know? He looked like a guy who who post game went out and probably did things that weren't I, great for his well, health. I think he had some. I think he liked his alcohol. Yes, he did. Uh, do you know where he played college ball, fellas? No. University of Iowa. He was a Hawkeye. Oh, did he really? Does not seem like a Hawkeye, but he was a Hawkeye. Yes, he was a very good player. Do you know what he does now? Consults probably. Uh, so better than that. There's a story from two years ago here. And by the way, he looks, he, he looks like Jeff Bridges grow okay. like, like, a, like Long the hippie version of Jeff Bridges. Yeah. yeah. So he is now a marijuana farmer. See, really? I told you, I Way told to you he, he enjoyed the post game in, in California where it's legal back in February. This is from three years ago, back in February, ahead of a golden state warriors game at Oracle arena, Don Nelson was asked what he'd been up to since retiring from coaching quote, I've been smoking some pot, but I but I never smoked when I was a player or coached, so it's all new to me. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. So he has he he grows sure. marijuana on his farm in Maui. His wow. uh, his pot that he calls Nelly Kush is not for sale; it's for personal medis- uh, medicinal use only. <laughs> well, how much is he? If if he calls himself a farmer, how much is he? Boise, is he making bail? Boise, <laughs> I think we got your last act. The yeah. last chapter of the Royce career. Yeah, I can't smoke. Marijuana those. farmer. I can't smoke like I can't. I can't swallow the smoke. Hey, what's uh, you know what? What is wrong with this damn state? Let's get our financial house in order with sports gambling and marijuana growing. Yeah. Agreed. On, let's yes. Go. Forget all this other nonsense. Let's go. Let's let's start. All those fields now that aren't making as much money on beans as they'd like to let them start growing. We're such a weird state Love there it. in that in that, you know, politically it's a it's a blue state. We vote liberal, you know, it's it's much more 50-50 than the yeah. but but it's a blue state that leans so far toward yeah. social conservatism in terms of marijuana and gambling and yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's weird. Yeah, it's very it Let's come on, let's let's get going here. And by the way, okay, so uh well you know, is the expansion of DraftKings, is it going to lead to more gambling addiction? Listen, you can't watch ESPN for more than five minutes without yeah. an alcohol ad being thrown in your face. Well, now, we base- don't care about the alcoholics out there. What do That's we care about? Fun- yeah, half the baseball games have the betting yeah. numbers on the crawl now. Yeah. yeah. As the game, was I watching, what was I watching, ESPN the other night or one of the games? They changed it. Now it gets to be the eighth inning, and you can still bet the team that's losing, but it's like. Uh, it's incredible. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's the whole, they change the betting odds during the game as it, it's progressing. You don't just get the pregame, for God's sake. 
this country is about one thing, excess. Let's not worry about people who can't do it, okay? I can't handle gambling. Okay, well, that's your problem. I want excess. That's true. There's counselors for you. It's yeah, great. Well, we are about excess. You know, you, you got cured of gambling, right? Yeah, early by you who said you're an idiot. And I said, you know, you're right. Yeah, Pat, Pat's like, you, yeah, I mean, you are I, a moron to be gambling on sports. I, uh, and that was in the bookie days, Pat, which, by the way, I miss bookies. Bring oh, yeah, yeah. back bookies and scalpers selling real tickets. Oh, I, I ran into a scalper at the Twins-Mariners game the other day. So, by the way, there's 7,000 fans are showing up to these games in Seattle, they're right? still scalping. Huh? And I'm walking down to, and, and of course, uh, you know, pulling the strings and using the connections. Old Macadac got to sit behind home plate. Anyways, I'm walking over to the wheel call window. And this guy who's just standing there with sunglasses on and a jacket with his hands <laughs> in his pockets. And as I walk by, he goes, box seats. You want some box seats? I'm like, you still like, you still do this? This is still a <laughs> yeah, thing. Right. It's like a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. We discovered Boy, they, the scalper. Those, uh, <laughs> the Mariners have got to be extremely disappointed. Now, this was going to be the year. You won 90 games last year. You went out and got those two guys from Cincinnati. Yeah. You did the, and they, they can't score any runs. Nope, they got in their top prospect that Jared Kellenick, or however yeah. you pronounce it, he's been a dud for two had to, years. Had to send him back. Had to send him back. So, but uh, he, but he's why you trade your prospects too. The Mets, yeah. the Mets dealt him, and everyone said, "How can you deal this generational talent?" And guess what? He, he's back down. So, speaking he, of, has Kirloff been called this. up yet? Is Kirloff not in Arizona? He's not hot enough. They, they finally depressed him last night. He went over four last oh, night. Oh, he's going to That's all we need to see. Another week. Yeah. Yeah. Can't we handle adversity. We had to wait for him to cool off before yep. we uh, before we decided to call him up. I, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. Hey, who's but. your? As we, we probably should have asked you this earlier, but who's your U.S. Open pick? You think I Phil's going to come back from a seventy nine to seventy eight yesterday? <laughs> I, I heard some actual the the cheers for Phil when he made a putt. I think it was to save a par, and I, so we still got idiots out there cheering for him, even though he he's. Double talk, you know, he's been exposed as the fraud he's always been because of the whole live thing. And uh, still, but people don't care. They're so used to cheering for Phil that uh, they uh, they don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still kind of like Justin Thomas. He's uh, he's hitting the hell out of the ball. So uh, he's the only one back. And, yeah. and uh, of course, his plant off, though, man, they hit it. In the, hey, you're uh, they got old fashioned U.S. Open rough at that one. They do. They literally have people that are assigned up and down the fairways to put a small little white flag in the spot where your ball is so yeah. that you can find your ball when you hit it in the rough. Yeah, well, you know, it's an old-fashioned course, and it, I don't think they have the distance to, uh, you know, protect themselves. So they got to make you hit it hit it as straight as they possibly can because they, they don't like those, you know, 12-under scores there, so... Somebody yesterday, because it's the, the last time a big men's event was played here was the '99 Ryder Cup. And the famous, the fa- what, what hole did uh, Justin Leonard hit that forty foot putt on? That's our, uh, was it seventeen, sixteen, or 17? seventeen? Seventeen, maybe. Somebody yesterday, three. I can't remember who it was. Somebody yesterday had almost the exact same putt, and the flag was in the same spot, and he made the putt, and he did the he did the. I was standing right there. The I was about down. four deep, but I was standing right there and saw our idiots run across the run across the green while the guy from Europe still had a putt to uh, if he'd made it, it would have half the hole and it wouldn't have been over yet. Yeah. Tom, our guy Tom Lehman led the charge too, running across the green. The Euros went crazy, 
Yeah. This was, you know, the Euro media went nuts because this was just proof that we shouldn't even play this game. We're such heathens over yeah. here in America. <laughs> you know, the game was invented in Scotland and there shouldn't stay, you know. So yeah. it, did, it was, did you uh, see, hey, Pat, did, did you see who's back in coaching? Did you see who got another job? You'll love this one. Your guy. Oh, yeah, Torch. Torch is back with Torch. Flyers. Torch is back. Flyers. They never go away. Which made me nostalgic for my favorite, forget hard knocks and all this stuff. I've always told you. Yep. My favorite one ever was the 24-7 on HBO before the Flyers and the Rangers yep. in 2012 with the foul-mouthed Peter Lavalette and the even fouler-mouthed John Tortorelli, except Tortorelli was with the Rangers then. And they both yep. have jobs now. Lavalette landed again. He's, with He's the in Cavs, Washington. Right? For, for like two years now. And and I think hockey, I would put that sport up against any sport when it comes to F-bombs. The well, use of F-bombs yeah. in hockey is so well, impressive. Why would you give Torts a four-year contract? Supposedly and that's Chuck Fletcher. Because he's a moron. Well, and I don't think he did it. I think he. I think someone above him said, "Chuck, we're hiring torts." Yeah, we and by the way, tougher. we want to yeah. get the old flyers back. We want to get mean. We're not he's, mean enough. You gotta, you know, don't you have to? You, you go from one to the other. They're gonna, they're gonna get physical again with crazy torts. Who I don't think any player who ever played for him didn't hate him, right? <laughs> they, they pretty much, yeah. pretty much. So, but he's a character, man. He does. He doesn't go away. He no. doesn't go away. And none and of them go away. Another, yeah. I, we were saying, uh, is Trot, Trotz hasn't gotten a job yet, right? I'm Probably shocked. Winnipeg. Probably Winnipeg. Okay. Got He's it. from there, so it makes sense for What's him to go back. What's the deal? Aren't there any young hockey guys? Isn't the guy from, wasn't the guy from Tampa a fairly young guy when he started? Yeah, John Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Well, that's worked out pretty well. Yeah, we're old school, Pat. We like to hire guys that have been around. Go drop a lot of F-bombs. Go abs. I want Dur Cooper to win the cup, don't you? Dur Dur Cooper to win. You the just cup. like to see Minnesota sports burn. Huh? Why are you like that? Well, no, it would be fun when plus who wants to see some city down there in Florida win three straight cups for Pat, State of hockey, Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, state of hockey. They've hockey the every time the uh Every time the uh, lightning open their gates, it's jam packed, and the the uh, across the bridge, the uh, rays could basically open the doors and let everybody in. They wouldn't get eight thousand. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a much more a hockey town than it is baseball. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Amazing. All right, Pat. Enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday and Tuesday. All right, gentlemen. See ya. All right, there he is, Rapping with Royce, presented by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their success through risk management tools and resources. Find a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. See you guys. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.